guiding someone who'd gotten lost on the lake, or assisting a couple of stalled fishermen. Derek felt a sense of purpose and accomplishment at the end of each day. Happens all the time, he told Dan. How about a tow? I can take you to your slip, or there's a gas dock about a half mile down, Mermaid Marina. You can fill up there. Fanning themselves, the women begged to be taken to their personal slip near the condominium, but Dan and his buddy prevailed. Let's get some gas. Might as well take care of it, since we got you here, officer. Expecting that answer, Derek was already gathering the tow rope. I'm going to throw this across. Hook it to the bow eye. As the two men worked to clip the rope to their boat, Derek checked the black tow post mounted on his donzy. When they signaled him, Derek stepped into the shade of the canopy to the operator's position and took the wheel. As his donzy moved forward, the tow rope tightened, and the challenger began floating safely behind. Out of gas, he thought with a chuckle and a shake of his head. How many times had he heard that one? His donzy and the nineteen other water patrol boats that constantly roamed Lake of the Ozarks carried officers to answer complaint calls and emergencies. Success depended on control, wits, courage, and skill. Most of the time, the calls were run-of-the-mill— but he had to stay alert in case of a real problem. He mentally recounted the list of reasons people gave for their boats stalling in the water. Officer, our motor broke. My boat won't start. Our outdrive is busted. We were pulling a skier and our motor fell off. But by far the most common was, we ran out of gas. Towing the Challenger alongside the Mermaid Marina dock, Derek noted the college-aged young women who worked the gas pumps and encouraged people to visit the Lakeview restaurant just uphill from the dock. He tipped his cap as a pleasant reminder that he'd be patrolling the area for boaters who might have had too much to drink. Then he turned to Dan Becker and his companions. "'Well, you're here, safe and sound,' he said as they unhooked the tow rope and tossed it back to him. "'You folks have a great day now.' "'Say, officer,' Dan called, "'what do we owe you for the tow?' Part of the job, Derek waved as he pulled away and reported to the dispatcher. Jeff, I'm 1024 and 108. With the assignment completed, he was back in service. As Derek steered into open water again, a fellow officer radioed him, and they agreed to meet at the 15-mile mark to touch base. With overlapping shifts, the men often met on the water to discuss ongoing investigations and recent incidents. In the past ten years, Derek figured he had seen just about everything. But the recent unusual drowning had him and the other officers puzzled. Five days earlier, Derek had found a body floating in a tangle of fishing line near Deepwater Cove. So far, there were no clues as to the victim's identity, and no one had reported a missing person. Surveying the many boats on the lake as he passed them, Derek knew the unresolved incident was nagging at him but without more information, there was nothing he could do. Dark hair flying, the ten-year-old pressed back hard on the pedals of her bicycle. Girl and bike skidded to a stop in the driveway of the gray wood-framed house with its window boxes full of draping hot pink petunias. As the bike's front wheel rammed into the post that supported the mailbox, the child's mother gasped aloud. Lydia, where is your helmet? Kim called from the front porch of the lakefront house. I told you never to ride your bike without a helmet. Go to your room and put it on this instant. I'm done riding for the day, Lydia announced, dropping her bicycle in the driveway and flouncing toward the house. She wore a midriff revealing spaghetti strap t-shirt, a pair of tight aqua shorts, and sparkly flip-flops. I called Dad while you and Luke were at the doctor. 
He wants to talk to you. A chill of dread swirled through Kim's stomach. Lydia, you're not supposed to talk to your father unless I'm in the room. That's a court order. Court order, court order. I'm sick to death of court orders. Who cares, anyhow? Lydia tried to step past her mother, but Kim blocked her way with an outstretched arm. What? the girl snapped. Let me by. I need to call Tiffany. Sit down here on the porch with me a minute, Kim ordered. Seeing the stubborn tilt to her daughter's chin, she added more softly, Please? Mom, I need to find out what Tiffany's wearing to church tomorrow. Lydia, all skinny brown legs and lanky arms, dropped onto a wicker chair. Her mom's going to let her wear shorts to church because it's already a week past Memorial Day and everybody knows Memorial Day is the start of summer. You're not wearing shorts to church, Kim declared. Two years older and a grade ahead of Lydia in school, Tiffany...